Please be generous and kind to donate to my podcast through the podcast episode's description. Thank you. God bless you. Hash introduction. If you're learning English, listening is a skill that can be difficult to master. It's important to know why listening is so important and how it will benefit your overall language learning experience. Backslash. In this article, we'll explore some of the benefits of learning English through listening as well as some tips for improving your skills in this area. Hash step one, start with easy listening. Step one, start with easy listening backslash. The first step to learning English through listening is to find some easy listening materials. You can do this by searching for podcasts or audiobooks in your target language or by asking your teacher for recommendations. Once you've found some material that interests you and seems appropriate for your level, start listening. Hash step two, practice with difficult listening. Step two, practice with difficult listening backslash. Once you have a good grasp of the basics and can understand most of what is being said in an English conversation, it's time to move on to more challenging listening materials. These will help you improve your listening skills by exposing you to new words and phrases that are more difficult than those used in everyday conversations. Hash step three, use context clues to understand. Once you've listened to the conversation, it's time to work on understanding. Understand the context of the conversation. If you're having trouble with a word or phrase, try to figure out what it means based on its context in the sentence. For example, if someone says I'm going to be late, you know that they are probably talking about being late for something, like work. You don't need to know exactly what late means you just need enough information so that your brain can make sense of it all. Use context clues to understand difficult words and phrases. If there are any words or phrases in English that feel unfamiliar when listening but make sense when reading them aloud yourself later on, go ahead and look them up in an online dictionary like Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online. You might also find some helpful definitions by searching Google Images for pictures related with those terms. Sometimes seeing how other people use these words will help spark ideas about their meaning too. Finally, if all else fails, then ask someone else who knows English well enough so they can explain things more clearly than before. Hash step four: Speak what you hear. The next step is to speak what you hear. This will help reinforce your understanding of the new words and phrases, as well as build up your speaking confidence. Try repeating what you hear in a sentence or two of your own, then practice saying it again and again until it feels natural! Exclamation mark backslash. If possible. Try to use the new words and phrases in sentences when speaking with others. This will make sure that they stick with you longer than if they were just memorized for their own sake and not used. Hash step five: Listen and read simultaneously. Step five: Listen and read simultaneously. Backslash. You've probably heard of this technique before, but it's worth mentioning because it can be so effective. The idea is simple: Listen to audio while reading text at the same time. This will help you learn how words are pronounced in context and also improve your reading speed, which is important for understanding spoken English better! Exclamation mark backslash. The best way to do this is by using an app like Audible, which allows users access thousands of audiobooks, or Duolingo, a free language learning app. You can also find podcasts on the iTunes University or YouTube channels with transcripts available for each episode, so that you can follow along with both audio and text simultaneously. Hash step six: Listen to native speakers. After you've learned the basics of English grammar and vocabulary, it's time to get into the real world. You'll want to find native speakers who can help you improve your listening skills. Backslash. 
There are many ways for you to do this. Find a local English conversation group or club, like Toastmasters, where people meet regularly and speak in English with each other. If there isn't one near you, try joining an online forum where people from around the world come together online and practice their English by talking about various topics related to culture, politics, and current events. The best part about these kinds of groups is that they're free. Hash step seven: Listen to music. Step seven: Listen to music backslash. You can also learn English through listening by listening to music. There are many different types of music from which you can choose, and this will depend on your taste in music. For example, if you like rock, then there are many bands that sing in English, such as the Beatles or Queen. However, if rap is more your thing, then artists such as Eminem or 50 Cent would be good choices. Backslash. Once you have chosen a song that interests you, then it's time to start listening. Listen carefully so that all the words are clear in your mind before moving on to step two, where we will look at how these words should be pronounced correctly by an American speaker. This will help with pronunciation. Hash step eight: Listen to English podcasts. To strengthen your listening skills, it's important to listen to English podcasts. Here are some tips: Find a podcast that interests you and subscribe to it on iTunes or another platform. Listen carefully as you follow along with the conversation on screen or in your head. Pay attention to new words and phrases that are unfamiliar, so that next time they come up in conversation with someone else, you'll know how to use them correctly. Hash conclusion. In this article, we've discussed how you can learn English through listening. You can use these techniques to improve your pronunciation, vocabulary, and grammar. Backslash. It's important to remember that there is no single method that will work for everyone. The best way to learn a language is by using multiple methods at once, so that you don't get bored or lose interest in learning English. Welcome to the English Learning Podcast, where we help you improve your English skills one episode at a time. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how to practice basic level English listening. Listening is an essential skill in learning any language, and it's no different when it comes to English. However, if you're just starting out, it can be challenging to find resources that are suitable for your level. So, we've put together some tips that will help you practice basic level English listening. Tip number one: Watch English cartoons. Cartoons are a great way to learn basic English vocabulary and grammar. They're fun, engaging, and easy to follow. Start by watching cartoons that are geared towards young children. They're usually simple and easy to understand. And they often use repetitive phrases that will help you remember new words. Tip number two: Listen to English songs. Songs are another fantastic way to practice basic level English listening. Choose songs that you enjoy listening to and try to follow along with the lyrics. You can find the lyrics to most songs online, so you can read along as you listen. This will help you improve your pronunciation and vocabulary. Tip number three: Listen to English audiobooks. Audiobooks are an excellent resource for improving your listening skills. Choose books that are at your level and listen to them regularly. You can listen to them while you're commuting, exercising, or just relaxing at home. This will help you get used to the speed and rhythm of English speech. Tip number four: Watch English TV shows. Watching TV shows in English is a great way to improve your listening skills. Choose shows that are at your level and turn on the subtitles if you need to. This will help you understand the plot and dialogue, and you'll also start to pick up new vocabulary and idioms. Tip number five: Practice with a native speaker. 
One of the best ways to improve your listening skills is to practice with a native speaker. Find someone who speaks English fluently and ask them to have conversations with you. This will help you get used to the speed and rhythm of English speech, and you'll also learn new phrases and idioms. In conclusion, there are many ways to practice basic level English listening. You can watch English cartoons, listen to English songs, listen to audiobooks, watch English TV shows, and practice with a native speaker. The key is to find resources that are at your level and to practice regularly. With time and effort, you'll be able to improve your English listening skills and become more confident in your ability to communicate in English. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Now, let us find out how much you learned so far. 1. Why is listening an important skill to master when learning English? A. It helps with pronunciation. B. It enhances vocabulary and grammar. C. Both A and B. D. None of the above. 2. What is the first step to learning English through listening? A. Find some challenging listening materials. B. Listen to music. C. Start with easy listening materials. D. None of the above. 3. What is the second step to learning English through listening? A. Use context clues to understand difficult words and phrases. B. Practice speaking what you hear. C. Listen to native speakers. D. Practice with difficult listening materials. 4. How can you use context clues to understand difficult words and phrases? A. Look them up in a dictionary. B. Ask someone else who knows English well. C. Understand the context of the conversation. D. Both B and C. 5. What is the purpose of speaking what you hear? A. To reinforce understanding of new words and phrases. B. To build up speaking confidence. C. Both A and B. D. None of the above. 6. What is the best way to listen and read simultaneously? A. Use an app like Audible or Duolingo. B. Find a local English conversation group or club. C. Listen to English podcasts. D. None of the above. 7. How can you find native speakers to practice listening with? A. Join an online forum. B. Find a local English conversation group or club. C. Both A and B. D. None of the above. 8. How can listening to music help with learning English? A. It enhances vocabulary and grammar. B. It helps with pronunciation. C. Both A and B. D. None of the above. 9. What is the benefit of listening to English podcasts? A. It improves listening skills. B. It helps with reading speed. C. Both A and B. D. None of the above. 10. How can the techniques discussed in the article help with learning English? A. They can improve pronunciation, vocabulary, and grammar. B. They can only improve pronunciation. C. They can only improve vocabulary and grammar. D. None of the above. English teacher, hello. Today, we're going to talk about envy. Can you tell me what it means? Basic English student, ah, uh, I think it means wanting something that someone else has. English teacher, that's right. Envy is the feeling of wanting something that someone else has. Can you think of a time when you felt envious? Basic English student, yeah, my friend got a new phone and I really wanted it too. English teacher, that's a great example. Envy can be a powerful emotion that can make us feel unhappy or dissatisfied.
Do you think envy is a positive or negative emotion? Basic English student, negative? English teacher, yes, that's right. Envy is generally considered a negative emotion because it can lead to feelings of resentment and bitterness towards others. It can also make us focus too much on what we don't have instead of being grateful for what we do have. Basic English student, yeah, I can see that. English teacher, so, what can we do to combat envy? Basic English student, um, I'm not sure. English teacher, well, one thing we can do is practice gratitude. Instead of focusing on what we don't have, we can focus on what we do have and be thankful for it. Another thing we can do is try to avoid comparing ourselves to others. Everyone has their own journey and it's not fair to compare ourselves to others because we don't know what they're going through. Basic English student, okay, that makes sense. English teacher, good. Now, let's practice using envy in a sentence. Can you give me a sentence using envy? Basic English student, um, I envy my friend's new car. English teacher, great job. Now let's try using envy in a more complex sentence. How about, I can't help feeling a little envious of my co-worker's promotion, but I know I need to focus on my own growth and development. Basic English student, okay, I can't help feeling a little envious of my co-worker's promotion, but I know I need to focus on my own growth and development. English teacher, excellent. You're getting the hang of it. Remember, envy is a natural emotion but it's important to not let it consume us. Instead, we should focus on our own journey and be grateful for what we have. English teacher, hello. Today, we're going to talk about jealousy. Can you tell me what it means? Basic English student, I think it means feeling afraid of losing someone or something that you have. English teacher, that's a good start. Jealousy is the feeling of being upset or angry because someone else has something you want or because someone else is getting attention that you feel you deserve. Can you think of a time when you felt jealous? Basic English student, yeah, when my friend got a better grade than me on a test. English teacher, that's a common example. Jealousy can be a powerful emotion that can cause us to feel insecure, anxious or unhappy. Do you think jealousy is a positive or negative emotion? Basic English student, negative? English teacher, that's correct. Jealousy is generally considered a negative emotion because it can lead to negative behaviors and can damage relationships. It's important to recognize when we are feeling jealous and to address it in a healthy way. Basic English student, what do you mean by addressing it in a healthy way? English teacher, well, when we feel jealous, we may be tempted to act out in ways that are hurtful to others or ourselves. For example, we may try to control the situation or the person we are jealous of, or we may isolate ourselves and withdraw from others. Instead, we need to communicate our feelings in a respectful and honest way, and work towards finding a solution that works for everyone involved. Basic English student, that makes sense. English teacher, good. Now, let's practice using jealousy in a sentence. Can you give me a sentence using jealousy? Basic English student, um, I feel jealous when my sister gets more attention than me. English teacher, excellent. Now let's try using jealousy in a more complex sentence. How about, I know I shouldn't feel jealous of my friend's success, but sometimes it's hard not to compare myself to her. Basic English student, okay, I know I shouldn't feel jealous of my friend's success, but sometimes it's hard not to compare myself to her. English teacher, great job. Remember, jealousy is a natural emotion, 
but it's important to address it in a healthy way so that we can maintain positive relationships and lead fulfilling lives. English teacher, hello. Today we're going to talk about bitterness. Can you tell me what you think it means? Basic English student, I think it means feeling angry or resentful about something that happened in the past. English teacher, yes, that's right. Bitterness is the feeling of being angry, resentful, or having a strong sense of disappointment or unfairness about something that happened in the past. It can be a powerful emotion that can linger for a long time. Can you think of a time when you felt bitter about something? Basic English student, yeah, when my best friend betrayed me. English teacher, that's a common example. Bitterness can be a difficult emotion to deal with, and if it's not addressed, it can lead to negative behaviors and a negative outlook on life. Do you think bitterness is a positive or negative emotion? Basic English student, negative? English teacher, that's right. Bitterness is generally considered a negative emotion because it can cause us to hold on to negative feelings and prevent us from moving on and finding happiness. It's important to address these feelings in a healthy way. Basic English student, how do we do that? English teacher, well, one way to address bitterness is to try to understand why we feel this way. We need to acknowledge our feelings and the reasons behind them. It's important to not ignore or suppress these feelings, but to confront them in a healthy way. Another way to deal with bitterness is to practice forgiveness. Forgiving the person who hurt us can be difficult, but it can help us let go of the negative emotions and move forward. Basic English student, okay, that makes sense. English teacher, great. Now, let's practice using bitterness in a sentence. Can you give me a sentence using bitterness? Basic English student, um, I feel bitter about the way my ex treated me. English teacher, excellent. Now let's try using bitterness in a more complex sentence. How about, I know I need to let go of my bitterness towards my former boss, but it's difficult to forget how unfairly I was treated. Basic English student, okay, I know I need to let go of my bitterness towards my former boss, but it's difficult to forget how unfairly I was treated. English teacher, great job. Remember, bitterness is a natural emotion, but it's important to address it in a healthy way so that we can move on and find happiness. English teacher, hello. Today we're going to talk about blaming. Can you tell me what you think it means? Basic English student, I think it means accusing someone else of doing something wrong. English teacher, yes, that's right. Blaming is the act of holding someone else responsible for a problem or mistake, even if that person may not be entirely at fault. Can you think of a time when you blamed someone for something? Basic English student, yeah, when I didn't do well on a test, I blamed the teacher for not teaching us enough. English teacher, that's a common example. Blaming can be a negative behavior that can damage relationships and create conflicts. Do you think blaming is a positive or negative behavior? Basic English student, negative? English teacher, yes, that's correct. Blaming is generally considered a negative behavior because it can create negative feelings like resentment, anger, and defensiveness. It's important to take responsibility for our own actions and to communicate our feelings in a respectful and honest way. Basic English student, okay, that makes sense. English teacher, great. Now let's practice using blaming in a sentence. Can you give me a sentence using blaming? Basic English student, um, I blamed my friend for losing my phone. English teacher, excellent. Now let's try using blaming in a more complex sentence. How about, 
I know I shouldn't blame my coworker for the project's failure, but it's hard not to feel frustrated with their lack of contribution. Basic English student. Okay, I know I shouldn't blame my coworker for the project's failure, but it's hard not to feel frustrated with their lack of contribution. English teacher. Great job. Remember, blaming is a negative behavior that can create negative feelings and conflicts. It's important to take responsibility for our own actions and to communicate our feelings in a respectful and honest way. English teacher, hello there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today we're going to talk about freelancers. Do you know what a freelancer is? Basic English student, um, not really. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, sure. A freelancer is someone who works for themselves and takes on projects from clients on a project-by-project project basis, rather than being employed by a company on a salary or hourly basis. Basic English student. Oh, okay. So they don't have a boss. English teacher. Well, they do have clients who they work for, but they don't have a single employer who they work for full time. They're independent contractors, essentially. Basic English student. I see. So, what kind of work do freelancers do? English teacher. That depends on their skills and interests. Freelancers can do all sorts of work, from writing and graphic design to programming and consulting. Basic English student. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, how do freelancers find work? English teacher. There are many ways that freelancers can find work. Some common methods include networking, using online job platforms, and cold emailing potential clients. Basic English student. Okay, got it. Are there any downsides to being a freelancer? English teacher. Well, one downside is that freelancers don't have a steady stream of income like employees do. They have to actively seek out work, and there may be times when they don't have any projects to work on. Additionally, freelancers have to handle their own taxes and other administrative tasks. Basic English student. That sounds like it could be challenging. Are there any benefits to being a freelancer? English teacher, absolutely. Freelancers have a lot of flexibility in terms of when and where they work. They can also choose the projects they work on and set their own rates. Basic English student, that does sound pretty good. Do you think being a freelancer is a good career choice? English teacher, it can be a great career choice for some people, but it's not for everyone. It takes a lot of self-discipline and motivation to be a successful freelancer. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining all of this to me. It's really interesting. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, I think I understand freelancing pretty well now. Thanks again. English teacher, hello there. How are you doing today? Basic English student. Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today we're going to talk about contractors. Do you know what a contractor is? Basic English student. Um, not really. Can you explain it to me? English teacher, sure. A contractor is a person or a company that is hired to do a specific job or project for another person or company. Basic English student. Oh, okay. So they are like freelancers. English teacher, yes, in a way, contractors are similar to freelancers. However, contractors typically work on larger projects and may have a team of people working with them. Basic English student, I see. 
So how are contractors different from employees? English teacher, contractors are not employees of the company that hires them. They are usually hired for a specific project or a set period of time and they are responsible for their own taxes and benefits. Basic English student, okay, got it. Are there different types of contractors? English teacher, yes, there are different types of contractors. Some contractors work in construction, while others work in technology, healthcare, or other industries. Some contractors are also known as consultants, and they provide expertise and advice to their clients. Basic English student, that makes sense. So how do companies find contractors? English teacher, companies can find contractors through a variety of methods, including referrals from other companies or colleagues, online job platforms, and recruitment agencies. Basic English student, okay, got it. Are there any downsides to being a contractor? English teacher, well, one downside is that contractors don't have job security like employees do. They are usually hired for a specific project or a set period of time and they may have to look for new projects or clients once the current one is completed. Basic English student, I see. So what are some benefits of being a contractor? English teacher, contractors have a lot of flexibility in terms of their schedule and their workload. They also have the opportunity to work on a variety of projects and gain new experiences. Basic English student, that sounds pretty good. Do you think being a contractor is a good career choice? English teacher, it can be a great career choice for some people, but it's not for everyone. It takes a lot of self-discipline and motivation to be a successful contractor. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining all of this to me. It's really interesting. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, I think I understand contracting pretty well now. Thanks again. English teacher, hello there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. English teacher, great to hear. Today we're going to talk about plumbers. Do you know what a plumber is? Basic English student, yes, I think I know what a plumber is. They work with pipes and fix things like toilets and sinks, right? English teacher, that's correct. Plumbers are tradespeople who specialize in installing and repairing plumbing systems and fixtures, such as pipes, valves, faucets, and toilets. Basic English student, okay, got it. So what kind of work do plumbers do? English teacher, plumbers do a variety of work, including installing new plumbing systems in buildings, fixing leaks and clogs in pipes, and repairing or replacing damaged fixtures like toilets, sinks, and showerheads. Basic English student, that sounds like a lot of work. Are there different types of plumbers? English teacher, yes, there are different types of plumbers. Some plumbers specialize in residential plumbing, while others work in commercial or industrial settings. Some plumbers also specialize in specific areas, such as heating and cooling systems or water treatment. Basic English student, I see. So how do people become plumbers? English teacher, to become a plumber, a person typically needs to complete an apprenticeship or a training program, which combines classroom instruction with on-the-job training. Once they complete their training, they can become licensed plumbers. Basic English student, okay, got it. Are there any downsides to being a plumber? English teacher, well, one downside is that the work can be physically demanding and sometimes dirty. 
Plumbers also have to work in all kinds of weather and may have to work on nights and weekends. Basic English student, that sounds tough. So what are some benefits of being a plumber? English teacher, plumbers typically earn a good salary, and there is a high demand for their services. They also have the satisfaction of knowing that they are helping people by fixing their plumbing problems. Basic English student, that's true. Do you think being a plumber is a good career choice? English teacher, it can be a great career choice for some people who are interested in working with their hands and solving problems. However, it's important to be physically fit and willing to work hard. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining all of this to me. It's really interesting. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions? Basic English student, no, I think I understand plumbing pretty well now. Thanks again.